This is Daisy Dead of the Dead Deads, and you're listening to The Edge. <laughs> You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching The Itch for an intermission. We name dropped so many artists last week that we really needed to uh, take a short break to do it again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's going to be a bunch more bands name dropped in this episode, to be honest. But... This is kind of the in-between between the two parts of the official awards. I mean, to be fair, we are trying to cover an entire year's worth of music in, what, three episodes? Yeah, yeah. and to be fair, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to listen to a lot of music. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't put much pressure on myself. I just do. I just <laughs> listen to a lot of music. There's no pressure. Like, I don't pressure myself. I mean... I, I would say that the amount of meticulous preparation in this top 20 situation, I would call that that there's there's a lot of work put into this whole situation. Yeah, I do agree with that. I'm just saying that, like, when I'm listening to music, I don't like pressure on myself. Like, oh, my God, I need to listen to more music like right now. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to be prepared for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be debuting the top 20 albums of 2022 in the next episode. In the meantime, when we were putting this list together, we all came up with plenty of albums on our personal top 20s that did not make the collective ones. So the the main crux of this episode is going to be kind of going through some of those or all of those, perhaps, <laughs> so that they're not just completely overwhelming us and you, the listener, in the top 20 episode. Yeah, because we're going to throw a whole bunch of music at you mm-hmm. of awesome, amazing albums that came out this year. And that's just to come. <laughs> and there will be a playlist for that too for the record yes. so you can check out some previews of some of this stuff and we also wanted to give you a last ditch effort to uh vote if you're listening to this right now <laughs> yeah we're planning to release this episode on a monday instead of a tuesday so that it buys us a little extra time because we plan to record on monday evening the results of the top 20 and the awards voting that you're doing so if you're listening to this episode day of release There will be a link in the bio for you to vote. If not, uh, well, check out what happened. And sorry you didn't make it in time. (laughs) You should subscribe. That way you will always get (laughs) notifications when new episodes are released. And then you'll know when to vote. There you go. We should start selling the idea that people should subscribe more. We never really do. (laughs) Except for in the the outro thing that's pre-recorded. Right. Anyway, in addition to the honorable mentions, we wanted to do a quick kind of rundown of a few of our favorite memories from live shows this year. We saw and did episodes on at least about 18 shows. That's a lot of episodes for live music coverage. And it's not just like 18 shows. Like, so that that means that the combined three of us went to actually about, I think it's 19 to 20 concerts this past year. Yeah. Which is just amazing. It just goes to show you, for one, how much The Itch loves music, how much we support live music. And how awesome of a fucking year it was. <laughs> right. It was nice for things to be fully back into to the swing of things because 2020 yes. was a loss. 2021, it took at least halfway through the year before stuff started happening again. Yeah. And even then it wasn't as much. Even then we still didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was still iffy because like you had to wear masks and stuff. And like, I, I you know, I'm 
I'm all for going to a concert, but man, it's tough to be like singing and stuff like with a mask on and, and just enjoying <laughs> yourself when you're already it's already hot. Like you're already amongst yeah, a yeah. ton of people. So with a mask on, it just makes it hotter. Yeah. The uh, the POD one that that Casey and I went to in 2021, he kept his mask on the entirety of that show. I don't know how he did it. I couldn't. I kept having to take mine off just to be more comfortable for periods of time. Like, yeah. I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> but 2022, that was much less of an issue. Though COVID is still an issue. Let's not pretend that that's not a thing. No, but I mean, I was, you know, I've, I've been what double vaccinated tr- tw- uh, three times. I don't know how many freaking boosters <laughs> I've had now. Like I've, <laughs> I've got, four. Out. I've got running four. out of lines on my vaccine. Yeah. Card. No, I, got a, I got a I'm, new, I'm I got a new card. I got a new card. <laughs> that's how many times I've been vaccinated. <laughs> he gets his vaccination card stamped like a passport. Every place that he goes. He's a backside. <laughs> I'm on to my second, third one. <laughs> I don't even know what shots they're giving me anymore. I think I just volunteered something. Like, is it free? <laughs> yeah, it's free. Okay, yeah, I'll get it. Sure. Yeah, sure. go ahead. <laughs> Shoot it up. Put it in there. <laughs> Do I need it again? All right. No, I'm, just I'm, just so I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding as well. Yeah. Anyway. But nonetheless, we saw some great shows, and in large part due to the relationships that we've been able to build from doing the podcast they were for me they're some of the most memorable ones that i've that i've been to yeah not only was it a great year for music and live shows but yeah it was like you said it was a great year for the relationships that we built we had uh, around 22 different interviews and different artists and we were able to build those relationships with live meet and greet so to speak yeah as well right a, a good portion of those we saw the the artist the the same week that we did the interview if not the, that same day yeah, I agree. And it just made for that much more of an experience, you know, because we get to talk about their concert and then seeing them live, seeing them basically do their thing up on stage is just it adds to the experience. And then uh, I think them seeing us and seeing how big of music fans we are um, makes them understand exactly why we do what we do and just makes yeah. them, I think, appreciate, you know, being on the show a little bit more. Definitely. And we're, we're not going to spend too much time on any of these concerts, because, as I mentioned, each of them has an episode that you can go back on itchrocks.com and search for if you want to hear more about how these bands are live and what the experience was. But a couple that definitely stayed with me that we saw this year. The first one I got to say was the darkness and the dead deads that we saw at Pops. Secondary rationale there is because I was surprised and blown away at how much fun the darkness was. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We we got some stories about that one you can check out. Yeah. I have to agree with you on that one. Wasn't just because of the darkness, but I, I just the Dead Deads were just amazing live. Like I, I don't, I, I knew they were going to be good, but like the fact that I had no idea which one to watch the entire show right. just blew me away. Yeah, the Dead Deads are just one of those bands that I haven't yet figured out how they're not a bigger deal than they are. Yeah, I thought both live and on the album they released last year were fantastic and very accessible like it's the kind of stuff that it seems like it should be easy to listen to and a lot of people should be listening to so maybe their break is yet to come yeah and then you know just the experience of kind of meeting the dead deads and hanging out with them was was another because uh, i think that was the first time that that happened for us i mean we kind of met eva and you know yeah I, so i guess that technically was not the first time so well, it was the first. Um, it was the first time that all three of us got to do that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that was. It was just a lot of fun. And the Dead Deads were all, you know, very down to earth. And they they signed my shirt, which is hanging up behind me, or 
Yep. Yeah. And what, what made it even a little bit funnier is they didn't really stick around for anybody else. <laughs> we no. kind of, well, we, <laughs> we bogarted their time. We did. <laughs> we were a little rude at that one, if I'm being honest, but we were also really excited. Yeah. And I've never given an artist a birthday card at their exactly. concert before. <laughs> and it's your birthday card. And it's yes. your birthday. That was hilarious. <laughs> we got to remember to buy out a bunch of those cards and start using them more often. <laughs> like, just have them, just in case. Just in case we see the artist around their birthday. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And speaking of Eva Under Fire, that was one of my favorite concerts of the year. We got to see her at the pageant with Atreyu and nothing more. You know, it, it was kind of funny because Asking Alexander was on the bill initially, and I was really looking forward to seeing them. But you can go back and listen to the episode. Atreyu and Eve Underfire got to play, like, I think an extended set. They both killed it. Atreyu was probably one of the best sets I've seen live in forever. Yeah. I mean, and, and Nothing More was like one of my favorite live bands prior to, you know, that concert. And then, like, Atreyu just made them look, I mean, they just made them look like, I don't know, like, <laughs> Not, it didn't make them look bad, but it was just Trey was just so good in comparison. Like nothing more was just they were good live, but they're just I don't know. It was crazy. Well, and the the thing with the Treyu and Eva, they're they're so like genuine with crowd reaction. Yes, like they, they. I mean, not that nothing more isn't trying to be engaging, but but Atreyu and Eva definitely take it to another level. Yeah, and they got out in the crowd and got reactions and stole drinks from people and stuff. You know, so <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Another one of my favorites earlier in the year was the Blackstone Cherry and Naked Gypsy Queens concert. And one of the reasons for that is because, for one, I didn't know who the Naked Gypsy Queens were. And I was really pleasantly surprised at how good they were live. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that happened a lot this year with yes. some of the opening bands and um, the Naked Gypsy Queens stood out definitely. And that being the first time, the first true time that I seen Blackstone Cherry live, it was yep. just awesome. They did not disappoint. I was, I just had such a great time seeing them. I was a little disappointed at the crowd size, but um, yeah. all in all, it was, it was a fantastic concert. That's what happens on a Wednesday in early March. <laughs> yeah, very true. That's true. Well, and I also think it was kind of the thing like we mentioned, I, I don't think people were as comfortable at the time coming out, yeah, you know, out of out into the public and especially a venue that they weren't maybe not familiar with or something. Yeah, but still a great show. Definitely a memorable one to start our, our concert year, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of venues we're not familiar with, one of my favorite experiences of the year was seeing Cam Cole, who we spoke with. Yes. And. Casey actually came up to Chicago and saw this one with me. And when I say venues I'm not familiar with, I say that because I don't remember right now the name of the place. Martyrs. <laughs> Casey remembers the place because his memory is a is a <laughs> trap door. Steel trap, yep. Steel <laughs> trap. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he looks shit. Yeah. So at Martyrs, <laughs> we got to see Cam Cole, and that was like an hour long, just so much fun. And our, our buddy Chris from the Groove Council was also there. So that was that was doubly fun. Yeah. And then we got to meet Cole and that was just a great experience. You can you can go back and hear more about that whole show later. But uh, we uh, the backstory, it took a lot of time for us to book that interview with Cam and it felt good to see him in person. It felt like a good payoff 
because he he was he excitedly remembered us and we excitedly were ready to greet him. Yeah. <laughs> so it made it made it really worthwhile after all that work. Right. And it to be honest, it kind of worked in our favor that it kind of fell through a couple times because when we did finally did do the interview, then it was only like less than a month until we saw him. So right. it we was were fresh fr- on the man's mind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking forward to my opportunity to see him live this year. Um, when he comes back around, hopefully uh, I think he's coming back to the States in February or something to travel in his new truck that he or new uh, bus or truck yeah, or his, cabin his, or his trailer, American, whatever you want to call it. American wagon. Yes, that's it. Whatever it is, we're ready to see it. Yeah. No, You'll I be hearing he, more about Cam Cole on the itch in 2023. He, he actually has finished it. He showed a video of it and it's ready to go pretty much. He's just, uh, you know, waiting for his turn to come back. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other concert I want to make mention real quick uh, of one of my favorites was the Dorothy concert. And um, just seeing her live, she was such an inspiration live that she was so awesome. And Matt, you know, and the supporting band was great. Max Hattern was, you know, another band that we uh, didn't expect to love, but just like the Naked Gypsy Queens and and a band called Feel, just to throw them out there. Um, just yeah. opening bands that blew us away this year. And they were definitely one of the top ones that I, I remember for sure. Yeah. And then Dirty Honey just came out and killed it that night. Like, yeah. oh, man, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. And it was it was so fun watching watching Dorothy and, and Sam up on stage. Yes. Yeah, I agree. They had great chemistry. The band was the whole entire band was great live. And and then, yeah, Dirty Honey was just amazing. Like they were just awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah. I unfortunately didn't get to join you guys for that one, but my memory of that, what makes it great to me, was that we held on to the recording of the episode <laughs> of that concert for over a month, and it became the catalyst for what we ended up calling the Morthy series. Yes. Where <laughs> that show led to us booking the interview with her, then with her guitarist, then with Keith Wall and who she worked with on the album, and it just kept going. Yeah. And that show was a big part of what solidified the issues fandom of of dorothy in particular yeah yeah i agree that's that's you're right that is like the the thing that started it yep Mm -hmm. yep and then on to what we have to talk about our probably our favorite collective concert of the year yep was the concrete castle rain city drive oxymoron set it off concert and that was because we got to see our friends oxymorons and hang with them basically the entire night Yes. And <laughs> I mean, I was expecting them to be good live, but holy shit, they were amazing. Like they blew the, the roof off the place. Like everybody there really didn't know who they were, but they were all jumping around and having a great time by the end of their set. And that's like a recurring theme. Like if you check the if you check out like the Oxy's like socials, you'll see so many people that were like, I came to see this band, but holy cow, yeah. this band that opened for them. That's right. a big thing. And what's funny to me is that, like, I agree, this is like the, the pinnacle of my concert year. But the funny thing about it was the Oxy's sound, their sound and their personal taste in what they book is very diverse and they can fit in with a lot of different artists and a lot of yeah. different sounds. There's nobody else on this bill, no slight to them, but there's nobody else on this bill that I would have gone to see without the Oxy's being on the bill. I agree. I agree. And and yet, yeah, and yet the the night was so memorable that it still ranks that highly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the opening bands were decent. Um, they were good. I, they made an impression, I should say. 
but yeah, it was just the oxymorons made that whole night, the experience of, of seeing them live and hanging out with them before the show and then hanging out with them after the show. Like the whole night was just amazing. Yeah. We've got a whole episode of us gushing over that, like really, <laughs> really geeking out. <laughs> Didn't we send that to Jaffe and he was like, oh, be still my heart. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, he, he did. did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Those are good times. So shout out to the oxymorons. Yes, sir. Yeah, I can't wait to see them again live. And, you know, probably might not be anytime soon because they've got big things planned and uh, and big tours with bad omens. So uh, I, we, we definitely wish all the best for them. And uh, and I, I'm definitely excited to see what they've got in store for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, aside from one particular thing that I'll let Dan name drop in just a second, it might take a minute before we get into the swing of concerts this year. But there's going to be a lot of good stuff that we'll be reporting on this year as well. So I'm excited to see what else comes. It'll kick off later this January, right, Dan? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's something going on or something. Some, right? some cruise, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, some boat. No we, were we were discussing before we went on air whether whether Shiprock that Dan will be on counts as one concert. Yeah. <laughs> Or four, four concerts or, eight or like yeah or like 30 <laughs> yeah because uh i saw a lot of concerts by myself this year yes and <laughs> i did and, a few of those as well yeah all in the yeah. name of in the name of research for the show yep and casey by far went to the most shows of all three of us <laughs> I, I think that's uh, yeah i think that was just kind of a given yep. yeah because uh, he was there with almost all of us like every single time like <laughs> yeah but you know there was very there's a couple of shows i guess that aaron was by himself there was a couple of shows that casey was by himself i never go by myself apparently <laughs> apparently not or if you did maybe maybe it was you and hannah but i'm pretty sure casey would be at anything you were at pretty much for the most part yeah yeah so we'll see what we can do this year again there will be a lot more it'll be fun <laughs> yeah except ship rocked he's not going to that is is he no i tried no. Yeah, right. you did. Maybe next year. Yeah, we'll yes. we'll see. If you survive this one, then we'll think about the next one. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I will. All right, you guys ready to move on to the honorable mentions here? Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. So speaking of shiprocked, uh, a couple of shiprocked artists almost made my top twenty list, but didn't quite make the actual itch top 20 list so we want to talk about those artists and kind of give them a shout out and our honorable mentions so the bands i'm talking about is giovanni and the hired guns is the first band they had an album called tejano punk boys that came out this oh, kind of later mm -hmm. in this year to be honest great album it's a different style for me that to be honest from what i was liking the whole entire year but one of the things i think i like about this is that there's not been really i mean the dirty heads put out an album but it was just it was okay but I kind of I don't know, like this was the first album since like 2020 that I really, truly got the chill vibes from. <laughs> and like, I just haven't found that, to be honest. <laughs> like, so, yeah, that was one reason why I it almost made my list. But there was just so much other good stuff that it, it just did not. Uh, Fire from the Gods actually did make my list at number 20. Fire from the Gods album, Soul Revolution, their third album. I just found that it was probably their best album to date. And I think that they've just kind of found their sound with this album. And I, I think they're just leaning more into that. I, I love AJ Channer's voice and, and how he's evolving as a singer. Yeah, that was definitely one that that was close to making my list, but it just missed the cut. I will say that though I didn't give a ton of time to that album, 
I don't know. I think this will still be available somewhere on Twitch on the Danny Wimmer Presents channel, I believe. AJ Channer of Fire from the Gods did an episode of the new show that D from Oxymorons is doing called Unapologetically Honest. And AJ is just full of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. man, he's a dude that you, that I, you can just listen to talk about stuff because he just he's got so much perspective and it's fascinating. So I highly mm-hmm. recommend checking that out or probably any interview with him in addition to that album. You can yeah. follow them on on socials and he he shares that stuff on, on social medias. I, yeah, I he, love following them. He's a worthwhile follow for sure. Yeah. Uh, my number 19 band. I was actually kind of surprised that neither one of you picked up on this album, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know. I, I Like, I'm a fan of Coheed and Cambria, but like. There was something about this particular Coheed and Cambria album this year that I, I just loved. And maybe it was because the last album was was meh and the album before that was even more meh. <laughs> oh, the think, degrees of meh again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly think that that was part part of the reason I, I listened to it, but it just didn't connect for whatever reason. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. I think that there was some a, a lot of really, really good tracks um, on the album, that, especially a lot more than their recent albums that I can think of, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and so the name of the album is Vax's Act Two: A Window to the Waking Mind. Just sounds like a Coheed album. I was gonna say, <laughs> I, I think that's why I don't listen to Coheed that often, is because <laughs> they confuse me right off the bat. I'm like, what are you even talking about with these album titles? <laughs> <laughs> like, I like stuff that's complicated, and I like stuff that's like got stories to it so in theory i guess i should probably be a bigger fan than i am but 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 that it's volume 32 and a half it right kinda, kinda... y'all lose me i'm just gonna go read the trade paperback of their comic book or whatever <laughs> i'm just kidding can i get the cliff notes of yeah what's yeah going on <laughs> i'm just gonna wikipedia the story it's... of coed and cambria every coed and cambria album should start with like an intro like all right this star is wars what intro? you've missed yes yeah. like... <laughs> The scrolling text yes. at the beginning of a Coheed album to let you know. <laughs> Just to catch you up. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe it would have made more people's top 20 list if that was the case. There you go. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, actually, I think me and Casey had talked about this one. I had Shine Down at number 18 and their album Planet Zero. I really did like this album. It, it wasn't... And I think that the problem with it is that attention, attention was so fucking good. Yes. That this is a good album. This Shine Down album, Planet Zero, is really good, especially in comparison to like their other albums. Like I wouldn't put it up there with Sound of Madness, but like it is probably like right in the middle of the pack of their albums. But it was just it, in comparison to Attention, Attention, it just it was nowhere near as good as that album. There was two things that hurt it. It was that the fact that Attention, Attention was so good. And then the other thing for me is the other 10 tracks of filler, nothing robotic voices. Oh, yes. Good point. That oh, didn't yeah. didn't fit with the rest of the album. Like there was, it was no, a bit more weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it didn't make I I liked it. But I, I there was so much. Of this, that's the thing that we kind of <laughs> barely touched on. There was so much music to compile this top 20 list that yes. we had, we had to leave so much stuff off. So I couldn't, I couldn't justify just putting shine down on there just because they're shine down to give you an idea of how much music that we basically sifted through to compile our list. I had a list of 80 albums that came out that were what I thought were relevant to the itch. 
And then as we're compiling our list, Aaron dropped about eight more on me. That I didn't <laughs> more, yeah. And the I majority. Think, yeah. I think I threw in one or two of them as well. Yeah, we probably yeah. could have could have hit a hundred if we if I tried a little harder. <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, there was tons and tons of music, and that's that is exactly why this stuff did not make the actual top twenty list for the itch. So in just kind of a, actually two bands that were very similar. Two more honorable mentions that I have. I had at number twelve on my list. I had Fame on Fire and their album Welcome to Chaos. I really, really did like that album. I thought like every song was was kind of single worthy and but. The one thing that, you know, one reason why it was number 12 on my list is because every song was either about drugs or, or breaking up with a girl. And it, it, I don't know that that kind of just gets very repetitive over time. And it's it's very like I get the pop metal thing, but like, I don't know, like just I don't know, come up with a different topic or something. <laughs> you can only next go to album. that well so many times in one album. Yeah. The yeah. next album. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, speaking of drugs and girls like Hollywood and Dead, <laughs> they they are are very aware that you need to move on and they have like i think that's one reason why this album hotel california was one of probably one of my favorite of their albums that they've done since notes from the underground like i absolutely love this album it was just a great great album it's and it's like i said it's it showed a very matured side of this band and i love the direction that they've been going yeah this was probably one of my like i said one of my favorite hollywood undead albums and this was hollywood undead's been one of my favorite bands for since their existence basically so uh, yeah, I just was a huge fan of this album. Probably should have pushed it a little bit higher than number 11, but that's all right. I, I thought that some more people would be fans of it, but nope, I was denied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for my list, I'm going to throw in an honorable mention that just missed the cut, and that's ironic because it's Port Noir with their album Cuts. And I tried to justify making them a spot in the top 20, and it just didn't happen, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the album is really, really, really good. So I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, also, number 20 for me personally, The Who, Rumble of Thunder. And that that album was really good. They, they kind of flip-flopped with um, Bloody Wood with me there because they're kind of similar and I didn't want didn't to put both of them on my list type of thing. Well, there was only yeah. room for one. <laughs> <laughs> the Who would have made my list. Like I really liked that album, but I don't, I don't know. It was it, it was more of like a party album than yeah than their last album. Like I, I and I I think that you know I was missing like a couple cameos or just guest spots. Like I think that's what I loved about the deluxe edition. And maybe they'll do a deluxe edition, which is you know I, that drives me mad when people do that. But <laughs> yeah, don't know. And number sixteen on my personal list I had the architects with the classic symptoms of a broken spirit that also probably could have been a uh, a good album title for a nominee but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i really liked that album too um it just from i don't know for me it was like there was extremely good songs on there and then the rest were just kind of meh yeah like and and I just didn't feel that there were enough good songs in comparison to what the other like metalcore bands that I really liked this year. Yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah, I had, I had another album that kind of represented that genre on my list. Yeah, that I liked better than Architects. So we'll we'll talk yep. about that one next week. Right, <laughs> and that's why. And it wasn't that high on my list overall. That that's the thing on for me. You know, 
number 15 on my list, highly suspect. And I think of the three of us, I'm the biggest highly suspect fan, but uh, really, really dug that album. But there's so much good stuff that it only made it to number 15 on my list and it didn't make either one of yours. So that's (laughs) why it's not on the list. (laughs) You know, I will say, though, you and I had some very similar tail ends of the list here, like Port Noir, The Who and The Architects albums were all probably like top 25 for me, like a fringe. Yeah. And I I piddled around, moved a couple of the of my albums around to kind of slide them in there just so that we could have a little more overlap between the three of us. And if I did that any more then those albums might have made the cut. Yeah. I will also note for anybody out there who was a fan of Zach from Rage and his other project, One Day is a Lion. Port Noir is, in some places, about as close as I've heard anybody get to that sound. It's not identical, but it's close. I miss One Day as a Lion, and so Port Noir scratched scratched an itch for me yeah. in that in that realm. Yep, they were very close to making my top twenty. Yeah. So, what honorable mentions do you have, Aaron? Uh, the most. <laughs> <laughs> I have like half of my list. <laughs> and I reached a point where I decided I didn't care. I knew that some of these were things that you guys weren't going to roll with. And I was like, but I, I like them. Um, one of them, the last one, I actually discovered and added to the list as I was creating the list because it just, I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden I discovered it and I was like, this is actually pretty fantastic. And that is a band called Leota Soul. Leota spelled like Ray Leota and Soul spelled like uh, South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. And their album is called Worse. I like the marketing for it because all over their socials, it says they have stuff that says uh, our new album is out and it's worse. And I think that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) But there were they were my number 16 and then 15 and 14 followed suit in what I'm going to call. I'm going to call it the genre of happy grunge. And that was uh, (laughs) Leota Soul's Worse. Sick Joys. We're all going to effing die, which Dan discussed loudly last week. (laughs) Uh, very much so and false head sick moon which is a little different sounding but still you know i I always gravitate to those kind of like fuzzy grungy riffs and the stuff in the 90s was known for being pretty somber and self-serious but there's a like a more modern generation of bands who have taken those sounds but added a sense of humor to it and i appreciate that leota soul has a song called laugh that i particularly recommend and so yeah those ones made it uh, that particular one could have been higher if it were over 30 minutes long, but that was an incredibly short album. And so I had a hard time justifying putting it ahead of some others. So Leota Soul, Sick Joy, and False Heads, all in that honorable mention list. Austin Mead was another one. Uh, this was a guy who had a single come out a couple years ago that I don't know how it didn't make him a star. And this new album that he had is called Abstract Art of an Unstable Mind is a pretty tongue-in-cheek it's a little bit Queens of the Stone Age songs for the deaf style where there's a lot of tracks and some of them are kind of interludes like they're playing on the radio and stuff and doing these little promos. And there's a lot of self-deprecation in his lyrics. So it was a lot of fun, kind of a little Southern sounding. He's definitely like a guy who posts pictures of hunting deer on his Instagram and that kind of thing. Yeah. If that gives yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't love that part about him, but I like his music. Yeah. Number 12 was one I'm a little surprised that didn't get more love, and it's called Life Love, and the band is Cold Kingdom. Uh, it's a little more radio rock flavor than I typically go for, but her voice was fantastic, and so many of these songs were real bangers. So um, fortunately, the ladies will get the credit that they deserve 
in the top 20 list in other ways, but Cold Kingdom would have been was on the outside and and, and almost made it. Easter egg. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of that. <laughs> Ocean Grove is one of my honorable mentions. Their album is it's really consistent and catchy and short. It's I don't know how to describe what what they their sound is like the album's called Up in the Air Forever. It's a lot of fun anthems like it's a little bit rap rocky, a little bit poppy, a little bit grungy. It kind of bounces around. And like I said, it has that sense of humor that really did a lot for me. Another one that barely missed the cut for our overall list was Bloody Wood. Uh, Rack Shack, which we talked about before and probably will continue to talk about. I'm, I would still love to book an interview with these guys. They just have so much energy in this album. It's this bizarre combination of like new metal and like uh, Indian instrumentation. And it, yeah, somehow it works. Um, yeah. I think the only thing that held it back for me is that most of the songs feel a little bit longer than they need to. And eventually they start to blend kind of. But yeah. yep. the energy is wild. Yeah. So one I knew had no chance because it's not really even in the vicinity of heaviness to what the itch covers is the album by Gang of Youths called Angel in Real Time. Uh, it doesn't even rock as hard as their previous album, the fantastic Go Farther in Lightness. But it's a gorgeous album about a man wrestling with his relationship with his father who recently passed. Gang of Youths is a band from Sydney, Australia. The lead singer's vocalist na- name is David Leo Pepe which is a wonderful name. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's got some some um some native Australian in him. And uh he's just he's it one of the most gut French. No. No it is not. But yeah, he's it's wild. Uh he's one of the most gut-punching songwriters in all of music to me. So I recommend that one even if your typical taste leans heavier. Two more. Another one uh is The Nova Twins, Supernova. Their previous album made our top 20 a couple years back. This one I think is very similar. Very catchy. It's 11 songs uh, short. I love the vibe. And it it <laughs> it is an album by two black British women rocking out hard. And I think that combination of things is awesome. Like you don't see too many albums that are that exact combination of human beings. Yeah. And so where representation goes, that's I mean, you're covering a lot of bases right there. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to see them live. I, you know, I like this album a lot, um, but my issue with it is that there were certain tracks that stood out a lot, and then the rest just were, you know, just kind of blended into the rest of the album. That's yeah, fair. That's pretty much where I was with it. But I also agree with one thing you were going to mention here is not really sure on their overall message of <laughs> the album. They go in some directions with their interpretation of female empowerment that I don't know that I necessarily love. Yeah. Um, I get it, but yeah. Like, yeah, like there's at least one song where the, 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 the direction their li- lyrics are going are is singing to a guy and they're basically like, you know, you're only here for one thing, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you could be a little more respectful of him than that and he should do the same for you, but you know, I mean, <laughs> anyway, I, mean, I don't want to dwell on for That's what you're there for, I guess, but I, I mean, that's what, yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the album ended up on my number three as my number three. So this is I'm heavily endorsing this one. It was a a band called Mama, M-O-M-M-A, and the album is Household Name. And I've probably said it on air before. I know I said it to other people. I'm a sucker for anybody who sounds like they've listened to a Veruca Salt album. And this is definitely them. Like these are like a pair of girls in 
They're like early to mid 20s who sound like they were plucked out of the early to mid 90s. Like not just the music, but how they sing, what they sing about. If you ever see like their videos and just them, it's just like it's a it's like these people are out of time. They're they're from a different era somehow. They're like touching on something that <laughs> was existing like before they were born. Yeah. And and it's wild. It's it's wild to think about how that can happen uh, in the 90s because we're used to seeing bands like Dirty Honey like be throwbacks to like the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Well, these guys are a throwback to to the the 90s days of of grunginess and indie rock, and their songs are really freaking catchy. And it just grew on me every time I listened to that album. I liked it more than the previous time. <laughs> so that's what we've got. In the next episode, you will get to hear the 20 that we agreed on as fantastic albums. <laughs> yeah, so if, if there's yeah if there's that many albums that we talked about that didn't make the list, just imagine how awesome the albums that made the list are. Exactly. Just imagine. Just we'll imagine. also be... Re- just imagine. <laughs> we'll also be revealing the winners of the five awards that were up for vote. That was Best Debut, Breakout Artists, Favorite Cover Song, song of the year and most anticipated release of 2023 yeah so go vote (laughs) if you're listening to this right now yes right now there's a shit yeah and it's (laughs) it's a ranked choice vote too i don't know if i told you guys that before i made it but because ranked choice voting is the way to go and i'm an advocate i like it it makes the voting system more pure. If I want to see it in actual politics, I'm going to start by doing it for the itch awards. Start on a local <laughs> level, people. Change starts on a local level. <laughs> One step at a time. One step at a time. First the itch awards, then the presidency. <laughs> anyway, we hope you've enjoyed these. Um, I think I'll put together a, a playlist for this one as well that will be in the show notes if you want a little preview of each of the artists that we just talked about in their albums. Thanks. Yeah, I think we just listed 20. <laughs> yes we did if, if at more. least it's this is the the top 20 and then the next top 20 <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the bottom 20 that didn't make it and the top 20 that did right but again there was so much good music that came out that not quite making that that high of a list is not a slight these are this is still a high endorsement that you should check we these did, out if you're we fans did this, this 20. Oh, sorry. Nice. <laughs> the not top 20 <laughs> the not top 20 <laughs> <laughs> That, yeah, that's it. All right, so thank you very much for joining the itch. I hope you enjoyed our reminiscing about concerts and our not top twenty. <laughs> so stay tuned. The top twenty list is coming, and we are super excited to share that. So, like we said earlier, click the link, subscribe, do what you need to do so you're alerted when that comes out. <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey, and I'm Aaron. So until next time, go vote for our shit, please. (laughs) If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.